You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I've got an 888 money pit. The Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor and Simple Green. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Welcome to the program. We are here to help you with questions about your Money Pit. We know you got one. Now, Money Pit for us is sort of a term of endearment, right? I mean, you love your house, but it does require a lot of money sometimes to take care of it. And we're here to help you spend that wisely and get the job done once, get it done right and not have to do it again so you can enjoy more of the beautiful summer weather we've been having. Coming up on today's show, do you want a new look for any room? Well, one way to do that in a weekend is by updating the lighting. We're going to have tips on how you can install energy-efficient pendant lights for an easy do-it-yourself addition. And also ahead, do you want to spend your free time at the beach or lake and not cleaning your house? Well, we're going to have some tips to help you hire a professional housekeeper to keep your place shining, even while you're working on that summer tan. And you can't see it, smell it, or taste it, but radon is not something you want in your house. It's a gas that can cause cancer, and it's found in one of every 15 households. We're going to tell you how to make sure yours isn't one of them. But first, we want to hear what you are working on at your money pit. What are you doing this summer weekend? We are here to lend a hand, no matter what that project is. One of us has done it. One of us knows how to figure it out. And if not, we've got a great Money Pit community to help us do so. So give us a call. Let us know what you're working on right here at 888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Let's get to it. Who's up first? Beverly in Missouri, you've got the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? Well, I have a house. It's uh, just been built a year and a half ago. But um, I have a covered patio and my builder put cedar posts up there. The rest of my trim is all white. So I wanted to cover or paint the cedar, but he's telling me I can't do it because I'll rot them out. And that doesn't sound right to me, but I'm not sure. So what would you, in a perfect world, Beverly, what would you like to see in those cedar posts? Would you like them to be white and match the rest of the house? Yeah, all of my trim is white, and so I would rather them be white. They're they're a year and a half old now, so... They're starting to turn the cedar look and get all dark. Right. Are they are they kind of decorative? No. <laughs> okay. So here's what I would do. Um, the first thing, I w- I'm going to recommend a staining process. So the first thing you're going to do is prime them um, with an oil-based primer or a solvent-based primer. And then you're going to stain them. And I would use a solid color stain. And a solid color stain is not going to look like paint, so it won't tend to peel. It'll fade over over time. But it'll soak in really nicely, and you can get a white stain, a solid white stain, and, and it'll look quite attractive. Painting wood does not cause it to rot. It prevents it from rotting. It just requires a lot of repainting. Yeah. I mean, he said if I covered it or painted them, that it causes the moisture to, to hold to the base, and then they rot. I would disagree with that. 
I, I think if you stain them, you'll find that they're quite attractive and that the moisture will work in and out just fine. Good. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Good luck with that project. You're very welcome. Now we've got Rob in Iowa, whose basement walls seem to be um, coming in on themselves. What is going on at your money pit? I've got uh, some some basement walls that are heaving in, and uh, I need a, I need a permanent solution that's not going to bankrupt me. Okay. Uh, basically, what I've got is I've got some some wall anchors that have been installed about uh, seven years ago. Uh, I've been keeping those tight, and the walls are still heaving in. We had a, a drought here in Iowa last summer. Yeah, this year we've had quite a bit of rain, so uh, walls are, are bowing in up to two inches in places. I'm, I'm wow. getting a little worried. Yeah, if your walls are bowed in two inches, Rob, unfortunately you've got a very serious problem on your hands that is not only impacting the structure of your home but also the value of your home. And if the walls have gotten that bad, you know, we are well beyond the do-it-yourself fix stage. I can provide you some basic information about why this might be happening. Generally, the reason walls will heave is because you get a lot of water that collects around the foundation perimeter, especially if you don't have terrific drainage. If the drainage is flat, if the gutters are dumping near the corners of the foundation, which is where most gutter contractors leave them, that water collects into the soil. And in the wintertime, it freezes, expands, and then slowly but surely sort of ratchets that wall out. Now, if yours have gone to the point where they're two inches out of plumb, this is a problem. So the way I would address this, and I would I would do it very specifically and very strategically, is, is as follows. I would retain a structural engineer to examine the problem and specify a repair. It's very important that you just don't call a contractor for this because if they don't have the pedigree of, a, of an engineering degree, it's not going to hold water when it comes time to sell your house. So I would hire an engineer to analyze the problem and design the solution. And you could talk cost concerns with your engineer and options and, and all of that. Once you have that plan in place, at that point in time, you can make the decision as to whether or not you're going to do it yourself, which may be more possible with the plan than, than not, or whether or not you're going to hire a pro. But however you get it done, the third and most important final step is to have the engineer come back and examine the work and then give you an additional letter that says, yes, I, you know, I, I identified this problem and I designed a fix and I inspected the fix and it's done correctly and there's like nothing further to worry about. Because ultimately, if you go to sell your house, the buyers are going to bring up this issue. You want to have that sort of pedigree in your hand so that you can prove that it was a repair of that, yes, was structural in nature, but was repaired correctly. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's a very interesting approach. I have one kink to throw at you, and that is uh, the wall anchor system that's installed was warrantied, and uh, the owner of that company came out and said that, you know, he'll warranty the system, and he's willing to put in, like, three more anchors, which, in my mind, is an admission of liability. Um, do I do I let him do that, or do I need to get the structural engineer first? Um, is this wall anchor contractor a structural engineer? I doubt it. Stop the repair process. Get the engineer. If the engineer thinks that's a good idea, then that's a different story. But um, warrantying doesn't necessarily mean we put more in. If 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 the product failed and your walls continued to bow as a result, then um, you know his liability, depending on where these walls were when he first put the system in and guaranteed that they were going to stop the, the walls from buckling in. You know, his 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 liability could be significant, uh, but I would get the engineer in first 
and let's get some good impartial expert advice here from somebody that does not have um, a, a system to sell you. I don't want you to get advice from somebody. Sometimes contractors give you advice from pe- people that uh, either because they sell the system. Yeah, you know, I, you got a problem. I'm just the guy to fix it for you. You know, and that's not really good expert in, independent advice. So go to the engineer first, Rob, and then you can deal with the contractor issue after you have the information. Okay, great. Thank you. Good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Susan in California is on the line and needs some help with a driveway makeover. What's going on at your Money Pit? <laughs> I'm so glad you said the Money Pit because that's exactly what it is. And now it's the driveway, <laughs> about 1,200 square feet. And it's uh, been, it's about 38 years old and it needs something else done. And I really don't want to resurface it with the uh, blacktop. What are my options? So it's an asphalt driveway now? That's what you're starting with? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Listen, I got news for you, Susan. A 38 year old roadway needs to be replaced. <laughs> and that's exactly what you have. Whether it's a road that goes down the street or a road that's a highway, nothing lasts 38 years. And if you've gotten 38 years out of that driveway, uh, it's time for a new one. And sure, you can keep slapping sealer on it and patching the cracks and all of that. But at that age, it's got to go. What's the best way? Do they just remove the whole thing and then start from scratch? Or what's the best way to go? I think that's the best way. In most cases, that's the best way. You can resurface it. But if you want to make sure that the base is really solid, you know, you would take off the old, they would put a new base down, they would compact it with machines, so it's really, really solid, and then they would apply new asphalt on top of that. Um, I would make sure I got a specification as to exactly how many inches of this material they're going to put down so that you can compare apples to apples when you're looking at, at different contractors, but I think that's going to be your best solution. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome, Susan. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Give us a call. Let us know what you are working on with your home repair, your home improvement question, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right here at 888 Money Pit. Still to come, get light where you need and add interest to any room with pendant lighting. We're going to give you advice on styles and installation when the Money Pit continues. You live in a Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. That is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. You'll never have to worry about overpaying for a job. 
Just use their True Cost Guide to see what others paid for similar projects. Then get matched to top-rated pros, read reviews, get quotes, and book appointments. All for free at HomeAdvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Welcome back to the program on a beautiful summer weekend. If you're working on your house, you're in exactly the right place because we're here to help. The number again is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, presented by HomeAdvisor.com. You'll never have to worry about overpaying for a job. Just use their true cost guide to see what others paid for a similar project. Then get matched with top-rated pros, read reviews, get quotes, and book appointments all for free at HomeAdvisor.com. Paul in New York is on the line. What can we do for you at your money pit? I'd like to uh, finish my basement and make it a more usable area, but I have a problem with uh, some water leakage at times. I believe the construction is called a floating slab where there's a uh, weep channel around the edge of the basement that goes into a sump pit. Tell me, when do you seem to have the biggest problem with uh, signs of water coming in or actual water coming in? Heavy rains. All right, so I got great news for you. You don't need anything more than some minor adjustment in the grading and drainage outside. Whenever you have water that leaks in after a heavy rain, that's always caused by exterior drainage conditions that are just not right. And usually it's as simple as not having the right gutter set up around the house. You need to have gutters. They need to be clean and free-flowing. And the downspouts, and this is where most people get it wrong, have to be extended a minimum of four to six feet away from the house because those first few feet at the foundation perimeter are where water collects and saturates and then goes down into those basement walls and shows up as a leak inside. So I want you to look at that very, very carefully. The second thing is the angle of the soil at the foundation perimeter has to pitch away from the house. And it has to do so with soil that can drain. Sometimes we see people that pile up a lot of mulch around the house, or they have a lot of topsoil around the house, or they have sort of like a brick edging around some landscaping that kind of acts as a retention pond and holds the water against the house. You basically want to move that water, that first few feet around the house, move it away, get it get it going so that it drains away. It can drop about six inches over the first four feet, but after that, it can move uh, slower with a gentler slope away from the rest of the house. Those two things will solve the vast majority of flooded crawl spaces and flooded basements uh, in this country. The only time you need to install a very expensive sub-slab drainage system is when you have a high water table, and that behaves differently. When you have a high water table, water comes up very slowly. Generally in the winter, it's typically higher, and then goes down very slowly. And you can actually physically see that water sometimes ponding in a sump pit or something like that. But when you have rain or snow melt, and you get water in your basement, that's because of drainage, and that's really easy to fix. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit. Well, if you'd like an easy weekend update at your Money Pit, adding new pendant lighting can do just that. Now, pendant lights, they can be sleek, they add style and drama to your existing lighting plan, and if you're just swapping out an old fixture, this can be an electrical project that you can easily do yourself. But if the existing wires are brittle or maybe you need to run new electricity to that location, it truly is best to call in an electrician. Now, the cool thing about pendant lighting is that it's suspended from the ceiling and it brings the light down to exactly pretty much where you need it. That's why they're great for countertops. There's a lot of variety of sizes and shapes and styles and they range pretty much from like a four inch diameter cylinder to a massive 30 inch dome. They're all called pendant lights. 
but they're very, very effective and they're very easy to fit in any type of decor style. And you know what? They can also be very affordable to buy and run. Now, a four-inch colored mini pendant from your local home center, those can start around $25. A lot of them use LED bulbs, so they're not going to drive up your electrical cost. And you can use them to light up a workspace, you know, a kitchen island prep zone, or maybe you've got a desk in your home office. And they also can cast a warm glow in a dining room or an entryway. So you'll see that pendants are so versatile in the look and the style and the ambiance that they create in your home that you're really going to get a lot of use out of them. Yeah, and one way to make sure you can really get a lot of flexibility out of that ambiance is to make sure that you install them on dimmers because this way, you know, at night you can have them down to sort of a warm glow when you're having dinner or maybe that party setting or if it gets really dark, you can just fire them up all the way to super bright. So check them out. The pendant lights, LED bulbs, they look great. They save you money and they're really going to add to your space. 888-666-3974, whether you are tackling a decor dilemma or a remodeling project, we are here to help at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Marcy in Nebraska, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? We have a 15,000 BTU. It's a window air conditioner. Okay. And it keeps popping our breaker. Mm, Yeah. It does it in like the heat of the afternoon. If we have it on the fan, it won't pop it. Yeah. Is it the window the air conditioner or the breaker? <laughs> no, it's the, the breaker's doing its job because you're pulling too much power. Is this like in a bedroom or, or where is this? It's a living room. Living room, yeah. You know, it, it, in some houses, especially older houses, you have typically too much on that same circuit. You ought to really identify what else is on that circuit and see what you can reduce. You know, I, I have that happen once in a while in my house. We had we used to have a to put a window air conditioner in one room of it because it was just fully exposed and it just needed a little bit of help mm-hmm. and the central air wasn't getting there. But I knew that if we vacuumed in that house, I had to plug the vacuum into the next room. Otherwise, I'd trip the breaker. So you need to figure out what else is on that. Well, that's the only thing that goes off. Well, I mean, and the other thing you can do is you can have an electrician figure out why that's happening. You can There's a way to determine exactly how much power that unit is pulling and perhaps even run an additional circuit just for that unit that's properly sized. Yeah, dedicated specifically for that. Okay. Well, the reason it happens with air conditioners is because when they first kick on, there is sort of a surge of electricity that it needs to get the compressor going. So that tends to push uh-huh. those compre- push those breakers a bit. And then they do what they're supposed to do is turn off to prevent the wire from heating up. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah. Yep, so that's why it's happening. So would it be benefit to put like a higher breaker on it? Well, it's not just a breaker. You have to run the properly sized wire for it. So that, that okay. you have to run a new circuit. Okay, you can't put okay. two, you can't put a larger breaker on it because then you're defeating the purpose of the breaker. That's what I needed to know. Thank you. Well, you're you're welcome. Good luck, Bryce in North Carolina. You've got the money pit. How can we help you today? I was considering um, using a polyethylene sheet to uh, replace or repair the ceiling in my bathroom, and wanted to know that's a, a good substitute for. Uh, wallboard and what material to seal it up with. When you say polyethylene sheet, do you mean like sheet plastic? I've used some uh, of the uh, material on the fascia board on the outside. And I was oh. told this came in a sheet. It's like a waterproof paneling in essence. Is that what you're saying? Yes, a panel. Yes. I mean, I don't see any reason why you couldn't use it if you like the look of it. It's not necessary. You could make the repair with standard green board, which is a water-resistant drywall. 
Did you have to tear open the ceiling for some reason? Why are you replacing it? Well, we had a roof leak, and I mean, the easiest thing to do would be to put a second layer. If even the drywall below is damaged, the existing drywall is damaged. But as long as it's not like swollen or deformed in any way. I would just put another layer of drywall right over that. That's the easiest, fastest way to make that repair. And then you would tape, prime, and spackle um, you know, those corners between the two. This way, it, it looks normal because just putting a piece of plastic um, paneling up there, you'd have to trim it out. It's going to look always a bit odd because that's kind of a weird configuration. I would just try to get it back to where it was. I would put a piece of water-resistant drywall up there. I would spackle it three coats, prime it, and paint the whole thing. And you'll never knew that the leak ever happened. Very good. Good help. Happy we could help you out, Bryce. Good luck with that project. Thanks again for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Up next, do you want to free up some time so that you can actually enjoy the summer instead of spending the whole time cleaning up your house? Well, a professional housekeeping service can definitely help. We're going to walk you through how to find and hire the best one for your home in today's pro project presented by HomeAdvisor.com next. Introducing Bluehost Cloud ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show on a beautiful July weekend. We are here to help you with your home improvement projects. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit, presented by Home Advisor. You can find top rated home service pros and book appointments online, all for free. Brittany in Michigan's on the line with a foundation question. What is going on at your Money Pit? We had bought an old farmhouse back in July uh, last year. That is just over twenty one hundred square feet. It was actually two homes combined into one. The back half of the house was built in the 1800s and has a cobblestone foundation. Um, The back half of the house does not have a basement. It's just a crawl space. The previous owner had remodeled the house, but in doing so, there was no support under any of the beams, and the cobblestone is now, has been crumbling. And I guess what I'm asking is what would be, you know, some ideas or the best way to go about um, replacing or repairing a cobblestone foundation that is so old. Okay, so the way you would repair a load-bearing foundation like that is the same regardless of whether it's brick or cobblestone or clay tile. And essentially what it requires you do is to build temporary supports to hold up the house while that work is being done. 
In most cases, it's a technique called needle beaming. It's called needle beaming because basically what the contractor will do is poke a hole in the foundation and then run beams through at strategic areas to be able to support pieces of the, or sections, I should say, of the exterior wall. And so they would run, imagine a hole is being sort of poked through the foundation wall where a beam goes in and then there's jacks on either end of it that lift up that piece of the, the wall. And they don't so much lift it up off the foundation as sort of take the pressure off the foundation. And then once it's completely supported, then the foundation can be disassembled and rebuilt uh, and put back together in that area. It's a pretty specialized, you know, work. It's not the kind of thing that the average general contractor would do. And it is also probably something that you ought to have a structural engineer or an architect involved in. Because whenever you do major structural work like that, if you don't have a licensed professional uh, in, it becomes a bit of a question mark, a big, big concern for people that are buying your house in the future. So if you get an engineer to design the repair and then have them uh, inspect it after the fact, then you'll know uh, that it's done right. You can present that documentation to any potential buyer in the future. Now, since we bought this home under a rural development loan, which is obviously an FHA loan, there was an FHA inspector that came out. We received all the pictures um, with that. The pictures of the crawl space were never included. So she did not inspect the crawl space. I don't know. You know, I don't think that would have ever passed. There is literally just a landscape rock under the middle um, main beam of the back half of the house, and that was literally all that was supporting it. Um, I had been given an idea that one thing to maybe temporarily at least stop it from sinking any farther would be to build almost like uh, if you were to rip up the floor and set almost like footers, like cement footers, if you will, um, under each choice and almost like a grid pattern. Yeah. Listen, I see a lot of that. I spent 20 years as a professional home inspector. I've seen a lot of that. And, you know, all of that DIY stuff is is fine. Usually it doesn't cause any harm, but it's not the answer to your problem. The least that you should do is get professional advice. Even if you don't fix everything right now, is get professional advice by somebody that can do a real inspection in that area and tell you exactly what's going to be required. And then potentially you could break up parts of that project and do it in stages. But I wouldn't wing it on some advice from uh, you know maybe some contractors that passed through or, or something you looked up online. You really need to have a professional look at this to make sure you're doing it right. You know you want to do it once, do it right and not do it again and you're just kind of swinging in the wind right now if you if you do it without that kind of uh, advice. I had heard that possibly there was recommendations that you could maybe give people? Well, sure. I mean, the other option, if you can't find an architect or an engineer and you just want to get another opinion, it would probably be a little less expensive, although it's not the kind of a professional that could actually design this for you. But what you could do is hire a professional home inspector and a very experienced one at that, which you'll find if you go to the American Society of Home Inspectors website, which is ASHI, A-S-H-I, Dot, I think it's .com or .org, and there's a, a find an inspector tool there. So you could pop in your local zip code and, and find certified home inspectors there. They should be ASHI certified. And perhaps one of those you could hire to do a partial inspection of this, this structure, and maybe that pro could give you some sense uh, of direction on, on what really needs to be done here. But I think ultimately you're going to end up talking to a, an engineer, okay? Yeah, I'm just 
still floored that the inspector... Yeah, let me talk to you about that. Don't feel too bad. What happened to you is pretty typical. FHA inspections are not the same as professional home inspectors. They are very cursory, more like an appraiser inspection than one that uh, will really comment on the structural integrity of the building. Um, those inspectors typically don't have the same kind of training or experience. They use checklists. You know, the light switch works. The light switch doesn't work. They'll never open up a panel to see if there's burned wires uh, in it. They're probably not even going to fire up heating systems and cooling systems and may not even open every window and door in the house. So those types of inspections, although people think that they're really thorough, they're really not. They're extremely cursory. And uh, it doesn't surprise me in the least that that inspector would not go in a crawl space. I'm sure they would also not go in an attic and even not go on a roof. But those are things that a professional home inspector would do. So then that would have been on us, too. That would have been on you. That would have been your choice. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, your expense and your choice. So I I would start now. If you haven't had a good thorough inspection of that house, maybe just have one done and see where you're at. And it would include the foundation issues as well. And, and, you know, you could really come up with a priorities list of a list of to do's that you could plan for moving forward. Okay. Thanks. All right. Good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, if you love a clean house, but you feel stressed when it gets a bit out of control, hiring a housekeeper can definitely bring a sense of relief and calm and free you up to do other activities. But it's important to find someone who is trustworthy. We're going to have tips on how to do just that in today's pro project presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Yeah, first of all, you've got to consider the advantages of using a sole proprietor or hiring a larger cleaning company before you commit to a housekeeper. Now, many housekeepers out there do work as sole proprietors of their own business, but you might feel more comfortable with a larger cleaning company that hires their own employees. Now, if you hire a larger cleaning company, they're going to have enough staff to cover your needs. However, turnover is high, so you might not get the same person every single week. And that's not something that's going to happen if you hire an independent worker. You get the same folks every single time you have them for the most part. Now, either way, you have to make sure that the company or the worker is licensed and insured and bonded. And being bonded here is a super important part if the house Housekeeper breaks or damages something in your home while having insurance is going to cover the housekeeper if they get hurt while on the job in your house. Now, next, in either case, you need to do a very good interview with the candidates. You want to be thorough, get a detailed job history, and this is important. So this way you can call those they've worked for in the past for references. It's also smart to run a criminal history, something that some of the larger cleaning companies may do for you. Now, when it comes to paying your housekeeper, you've got to decide if you're going to pay based on a flat fee or by the hour. And once you and your housekeeper have a good understanding of what should be done, a flat fee is probably going to work out best. Your home will also get done quicker, and you don't have to worry about the worker stretching out the hours just to earn more, which if you've got a good relationship, that's not going to happen. But these are all things you've got to kind of figure out in the beginning and see where you land. That's today's pro project presented by HomeAdvisor.com. With HomeAdvisor, you can get matched with top-rated home service pros in your area, compare prices, read verified reviews, and book appointments online all for free. No matter the type of job, HomeAdvisor makes it fast and easy to hire the best local pros. You are tuned to the Money Pit. Give us a call with your home repair, your home improvement question, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, right here at one 888 Pit. 888-666-3974. Up next, you can't see it, smell it, or taste it, but radon gas is not something you want in your house. We're going to tell you what you need to know about how to find and eliminate radon when the Money Pit continues. You live in a Money Pit. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. 
Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. That is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. You'll never have to worry about overpaying for a job. Just use their true cost guide to see what others paid for similar projects. Then get matched to top-rated pros, read reviews, get quotes, and book appointments. All for free at HomeAdvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. What are you working on? Take a look around your room, around your yard, if it's a project that you have on the to-do list. Give us a call because we are here to help. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. presented by HomeAdvisor. They really have the best local pros for any home service. That's right. It doesn't matter what the project is. They make it fast and easy to find top-rated pros. And there are no membership fees. It's 100% free to use. That's HomeAdvisor.com. Doug in Florida's on the line with a question about a patio. What's going on at your money pit? I've got a concrete deck around or, or deck area around my pool. And when it rains, wherever I've got patty furniture, it creates rust stains. And also where the ladders and the handrails come out of the pool, there's always rust stains around that. And I use a product from Home Depot called Goof Off. That works great temporarily. It goes away immediately, but then it always seems to come back with, with time in like a couple weeks' time. I wonder if there's a permanent solution to get rid of those rust stains. So this is from rain. It's not from the sprinklers? Well, it's a combination. I've got it at, close to the pool where the sprinklers don't hit, and then I've got it on the edges from the sprinklers also. It's pretty common uh, when it happens because of the sprinklers, and the only way to deal with that is to put some sort of a water filtration system on it that's going to keep that, that iron 
out of the water. So it's basically iron in the groundwater that is causing that rust deposit. And so it's no surprise that it's coming back in two weeks. It just continues to reaccumulate. In terms of the rust that occurs around the furniture or around the uh, the um, like the pool ladder, I'm thinking that that's probably because water is collecting there. Just draining down and kind of sitting in that area. That's why it looks more obvious that because I don't think it's rust that's actually forming in the furniture or the pool ladder because those would not be metals that are going to rust. So I think this is mostly what is actually in that groundwater that's uh, landing on that surface and causing this rust stain deposit to happen. And you're right, goof off does work really super well for that. And there's no real permanent solution then for it, huh? Just keep using Yeah, that. exactly. I mean, you can't stop Mother Nature unless with the sprinkler system, like I said, if you were to put an iron-based filter in it, that would stop the iron deposits from getting you know, through the water and onto the patio surface. So that would have a big impact on it. But, of course, there's an expense associated with that. Right. Is that a filter that goes on, like, the pump that comes from the yes, well? Yes, exactly. Or, okay, yep. okay. Yep, between the well and the, and the heads, I, basically. Is that something I can do myself? or You know, it's not, it's not terribly difficult if you um, are if pretty, pretty handy with plumbing projects. Yeah, not so much. So <laughs> <laughs> you might want to have your sprinkler pro do that. At least he's honest. Well, Done's honest. Guys. Thanks for your uh, thanks All right. for my question. All right. Well, yeah. Good luck with that. You're on the right track. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Well, if you recently bought your home and you had an inspection, you may have opted to have that home inspector do a radon test as well. Now, if this isn't sounding the least bit familiar, it may be that you never had one done, and perhaps you should. Now, radon creeps in through the cracks and the gaps in your basement floor and your basement walls, and it's more common than you might think. In fact, one in every 15 homes in the United States is believed to have elevated radon levels. Yes, and it can even happen on homes that are on crawl spaces or on slabs. But the good news is it's easy to test for. You can order a quick and easy charcoal adsorption kit online and use that to test for radon in your house. It's not expensive, and you can figure out what the radon levels are inside your home. It takes about a week, and you'll get a report back with those numbers. Now, if it comes up high, you can install a radon mitigation system, and that uses a fan to basically pull radon from beneath the house and vent it safely to the outside. So not something to panic over, just something to be aware of and find out what that level is inside your house. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Give us a call with your home repair, your home improvement question, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right here at 888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, are you getting tired of your tile kitchen floor? Well, apparently Debbie in Texas is as well. We're going to have options for Debbie and everybody else that would like to change over their tile after this. Live in a money pit. Money Pit is presented by Rumblestone. Create a paper patio or walkway, garden retaining wall, grill enclosure, fire pit, or even an outdoor kitchen with Rumblestone from Pavestone. For project ideas and how-to videos, visit pavestone.com. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. What are you working on this beautiful summer weekend? Inside or out, we'd love to help you get those projects done. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor. You can find out what it costs to do your home project before you hire a pro and instantly book one of Home Advisor's top-rated pros for free. All right, and you can always post your question at moneypit.com, just like Debbie from Texas did. Now, Debbie writes, I have white glossy tile in my kitchen. 
kitchen. I hate it. It shows everything. The tile's in good shape. Is there any way to color or texture it? Now, I wonder if Debbie's talking about flooring, backsplash. You know, there's there's a lot of different things you can do, and depending on its location will vary the process. But I think you're right. White tile, not always the best choice for a kitchen space. If it's the floor... You know, you might think of doing a different flooring option because I wouldn't want to put anything on that tile itself because it's going to chip off, flake off, look damaged. It's not going to be great and it's not going to be durable on the floor. A good thing is you can change the grout color to just sort of give you like um a little bit of different, you know, contrast there. And that could be enough because maybe it's just the grout that's really dirty that's bothering you. So you can go with a dark gray or a black grout and really make it have a graphic look for the floor. Either way, you know, think about exploring other flooring options, laminate tile, other things can go right on top of that glossy tile, and you might be able to make a big change for not a lot of money. Well, if you own an older house or you're thinking of buying one, you may wish its walls could talk. Well, no talking walls are actually needed to learn the history of your home. Leslie has details in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Leslie? Yeah, you know what? Knowing your older home's exact age is really valuable since homes that are built in the same era tend to face similar problems. Now, with the help of an architecture book or two, most homeowners can narrow their home down to a core style and time period. And all it took was looking in some great books at some awesome houses, and that can help a lot. Now, public records, they also hold key information information about your home. Researching public records, that's an especially good idea if you're thinking of buying a home and you want to know what changes have taken place over the years before you buy that house. You can visit your local building department, the tax assessor, or the registrar of deeds office to find the deeds, maps, plot plans, even building permits for that property, all of which could fill in a piece of the home's history. Really valuable information if you're thinking of buying a house. Now, maps that have been used by insurance companies, some of those go back to the mid 18 and those are a great way to find out more of the house itself. They're used to catalog buildings in the area, give excellent descriptions of size, layout, materials used. All of this is very valuable for you so you know what's going on, what that maintenance is. Now, once you're in the house, you can actually learn a lot just by observing the materials that a home was built with. For example, knob and tube wiring, steel plumbing pipes, those were common from the 1900s to 1940, whereas small fuse type electrical systems and plaster and lath walls, that's more common from 1940 to 1960. And finally, really take a good look around. You might be lucky enough to find dates stamped on plumbing fixtures like a toilet or a sink. If these are the original fixtures, you can bet that your home was built just around the date that these things were made. So there's a lot of stuff that you can figure out just by exploring the house, visiting the building department. Knowing your home's past can actually help you plan greatly for that home's future. And if you're thinking of buying it, can really give you an educated estimate into what's going to be needed as that house continues to age. All good stuff to know. Good advice. Coming up next time on The Money Pit, if you are looking for a nice finishing touch to your kitchen, we're going to have advice for designing and installing a beautiful new kitchen backsplash to spruce up your space. But for now, that's all the time we have. We hope you enjoy the rest of this beautiful summer weekend. If you've got a question and could not get through on the show today, you can reach us 24-7 at 888-MONEY-PIT or post your question to our social media pages or on our website at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a body pit. 
Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.